This is Sounds on Vinyl, the podcast that celebrates the best rock, metal, and punk music on vinyl. And now, here's Mike and Phil. Hey, hey, everyone. We're recording live to digital. This is This Sounds on Vinyl show from the Speakeasy Studios in Idaho Falls, Idaho. My name is Phil Boyer, and from the Grand Anarchy Studio in Malmo, Sweden, is Mike Svensson. Hey, Mike, how are things in the land of the Vikings? Hey, man. Yeah, it's really good, despite all the crazy stuff that's happening around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I try to focus on, on the music, though, and vinyl records, of course, in particular. But uh, if I'm going to talk a little about about what's going on over there on the Instagram vinyl community, it's a great vibe going on over there. People are coming together and, and spreading some love and keeping the spirit up. So it's it's really good. You have to check it out. It's Awesome. It's, yeah, it's really fantastic. So I'm really happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and while we're talking about the Instagram community, let's take a minute to thank all of you guys for listening and leaving comments over there on Instagram. You know, in these days where we're all hunkered down, it's so much fun getting together with you guys every week. And, you know, it, we really wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys listening, no. and leaving comments and all that good stuff. So, uh, with that said, we're always looking for ways to improve the show. So if you have an album or a topic you'd like us to talk about regarding vinyl, go ahead and leave a comment on any of the Sounds on Vinyl posts that Mike does, and uh, Michael add it to the list. Or you can contact me on the old Instagram, uh, I am Phil Boyer, um, or just Phil Boyer on Twitter, and we'll add that to the the list of ideas that we've got that we've got percolating all the time oh yeah yeah so let's dive into the show tonight i hope you guys are ready because this is going to be this is going to be a good one because we're going back to 1991 when grudge the grunge movement had started to ruin music forever bands like nirvana pearl jam alice in chains Soundgarden. they all overshadowed all the cool stuff that we grew up with and made the 80s so freaking epic but through the madness one band one band that had dominated thrash metal was getting ready to release a new record and her sandman was released on july 29th 1991 reaching number 16 on billboard's hot 100 and was certified platinum And there it was, the first single to the new Metallica record, which was nicknamed The Black Album. Some say it was because the cover was black, but for many of us, including myself, it was because it signified the death of Metallica and its greatness. While songs like Unforgiven and Nothing Else Matter found success on the chart, it left a sour taste in many of longtime Metallica fans. But... And there's always a butt, a big old huge butt with a great big crack in it. The Black Album was the record that started a new beginning that would make Metallica one of the most powerful and richest musical acts, second only to U2, who also sold out, by the way. All right, Mike, do you remember where you were when you first heard Enter Sandman for the first time? 
Yeah, yeah, actually, it's it's so much fun listening to you because I know where this is going because <laughs> this is why we chose to do uh, another like Aussie Pals Post Malone thing. It, it's we <laughs> agree at some point, but disagree massively on, on, on different things. So we're, we're trying to to level things out here and hoping it's going to be a a great show now back to your question the first time i heard anything from these albums was when enter sandman hit the airwaves and the video to it also uh i was a bit surprised and and a bit disappointed because it sounded nothing like the metallica that i used to mm-hmm. um so um uh I had a hard time getting into it actually, uh, but it is it was just around the corner uh, from from the world tour that they were going on, and it's it's really a massive promotion going on in in my neck of the woods because their opening show for the whole um, uh worldwide tour that they did was in in Lars's hometown hometown of Gentofte in the outskirts of Copenhagen so uh and it's um it's a monsters of rock and and metallic are headlining and it's oh man oh man and hearing those songs played live was a completely different and and to listen to them on record and the the they appeared much faster and heavier which I thought was uh, was lacking on the album, and I I actually got to see three um, shows on, on that tour. So, uh, what's your take on it? I'm afraid to ask, but <laughs> what's your take on this? Well, like all Metallica fans back in those days, we were all looking forward and patiently waiting for the new single to hit the airwaves. And at the time, I was working the night shift at a paint store. We were uh, you know, we were responsible for unloading the truck of all the the supplies and everything. And, uh, we always cranked the radio as we did that and stocked the store and everything. And the DJ just kept teasing the new Metallica music and we we're like, just get to it already. God damn it. Let's hear this stuff. And finally, finally it came on and we sat and we waited and we're both looking at each other like, what the hell is going on? Disappointment really wasn't the right word because this just wasn't the greatness that we were expecting. It just, you know, it just wasn't there. I mean, Enter Sandman's not an entirely bad song, but like you said, it's it's just not the Metallica that that we all knew and grew up with. Um, I really tried liking this album, but you know what? I have to be honest. It just sucks balls. <laughs> you know, you it go. sucks balls like a $2 whore on all you can eat Thursdays. I mean, and there's the star of this race. Woo-hoo! <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. But yeah, it's, it's just not a good record. I mean, I, 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 I I never listen to this thing, and and one of the songs come on the radio. The, in the rare times I listen to the radio, I I just I can't get to change the channel any quicker. It's just it, it it it's just yeah, not good. And if I never hear that fucking unforgiven song again, it'll be too soon. 
God, that song just needs to fucking die already. Oh my God, that shit is too funny. Oh man, where do we go from that, my friend? Uh, <laughs> favorite songs? Well, Let's talk about yeah, favorite. favorite songs. <laughs> yeah, but it's actually for me. It's there is a couple of songs that I really like, but but that being said, it's not an album that I listen to very often. Uh, it's it's I had to to bring it out for for this show, and it's it's all like uh, at least a half a year ago I listened to it. But it's I hear there are so much memories for me, and it's sort of like uh, it it combines the memories from from the shows that I've I, I've seen from this from this tour, uh, and sometimes I hear the roar of the crowd when I listen to a song like "Don't Thread on Me" of Wolf and Man, wherever I may roam, and and, and so on. But it, it's like you say. It's it's a disappointment for for a Metallica fan. I get that. It's it's like that for me too. Don't 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 get me wrong. But it's uh, I I think I, I have a different perspective on it being uh, um, being in there in in that moment, seeing seeing Metallica there in Copenhagen. Uh, on on in August uh, back in 1991, and letting them rip into the older stuff. I mean, they opened up with Creeping Death, and it it, it was like a, a, a freeway of of Metallica mayhem from from there on. So so you didn't pay that much attention to to those newer songs because they were played actually much faster and much more heavy th than on the album as i said before so with that in mind i think my experience of of this album is is quite different from from yours but but uh, as you say it, i wouldn't go to say that it sucks balls cuz cuz I, I really don't think that but it's 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 one of those album style i think that uh needed to come out at the time at the point where where it did and i i know what they why they did it because they they wanted to show everybody that they're more than just playing like really fast and 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 banging their heads i i get that but still it's a disappointment because i would Rather that they they kept the the thing that they did with with muscle puppets and ride lightning that that heavy feel to it, the mm. way they did on 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 the latest one hardwired, uh, I think that's more in in tune with with uh, the, the thing that they did on on Monster and ride, but you could never recreate the the, the older feel that they got because I think for me. When when Cliff died, it, it it was a game changer for the band, and I think that they we talked about this uh, on an early episode uh, when we talked about the Monster Puppets, and mm -hmm. and I think it 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 stoked them to the bones with what the hell are we going to do now? I mean, our friend, our bass player, Cliff Burden, has died. 
uh, on, on an icy road in Sweden. What the hell should we do now? Is the band over? And they got in, 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 in touch with Jason and, and, and he was on board. And then all of a sudden they're on tour again playing in, in, in Japan in, in, in December as the accident t- took place in, in September of 86. And I think it's progressed from there and Justice for All, which I think it's a really great album. Uh, but it, you, you can see the downfall of it all because uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that Cliff, he, he was bringing more to the table than, than we know because he was a, his, a, his harmonies and his, his classical skills with every, every other thing that happened around the music per se, w- w- what he brought to the table with his, his knowledge of everything, how it's supposed to sound and, and the harmonies and, and so forth. You can never recreate that again. And mm-hmm. I think that they were a bit lost after, after Justice also, because what the hell were we going with this? And, and all of a sudden they're releasing this one and, and it has massive success. And uh, so you can really hear the transition in the justice record going from master to the black record. I I don't know if there was a lot of leftover stuff that made that record still good that cliff maybe had a hand in writing and putting together and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, I mean, you, you talk about memories of the time nostalgia going back. I, I have no memories of this record because I think I got brain damage from hitting my head on the wall, wondering what the hell they did, why they put this record up. It took headbanging to a whole new level, to a whole different thing. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, that's, oh, that's epic, man. Jeez, please. Please continue. Please continue. Don't let me stop you now. You're on a roll now. <laughs> no, in all honesty, I, I, I think there, there is some good on this record. I, I don't think it's all bad. I think, you know, Wolf and Man has some, some good grooves to it. Um, what else? Let's see. Um, the beginning of Don't Tread on Me and My Friend of Misery, they... they, they it, they're okay, but then my friend Misery just starts to get all fucking. Oh my god, how hard are like, you trying right now? <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to find a level where you can find something to good to say. I love you. Yeah, hey, I'm trying that, to be man. positive, man. I'm trying to be yeah, positive. Yeah, I mean, try. you know, it, it, honestly, the the record is is full of thirty seconds here, a minute there that are that are decent. But overall, the songs just don't do it for me. I can't pick like one song that I can listen to start to finish. That's like, yeah, this is awesome. Let me add it to a Spotify playlist or something. No, no. There's not one song that's worth me picking up that record and popping it on and headbanging. Even though I had to listen to it for the show to to prepare for the show. Oh, man. My ears are bleeding. I think I... (laughs) I had to put cotton in my ears just to stop the oh. bleeding. <laughs> oh man! Oh, oh man! Oh, and you God. hear it here. Oh my yeah. God! It, it's uh, that shit is too funny. I think but, when they were <clears> talking <throat> about my friend of misery, they were talking about the record. 
<laughs> They're talking about you. <laughs> so if if we just touch down for a minute with the career that, that they had. I noticed you said had and not have. <laughs> yeah, and, and oh my oh man. Audience something maybe or yeah. Oh man, don't rain on my parade. I I, I mean, jeez. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm thinking in Swedish and trying to speak in I English. I know. I'm just giving you shit. I'm just giving you yeah, shit. Yeah, I know, but but it's it's good shit. I love it. Let's well, go. Well, they're, they're they're trying to make a comeback with this this next record. So Yeah, but but still what about their career after the Blackham? What do you what do you think? It is it all crap? Garbage. Do you wish that it it is? Do you wish that that they just lay down and died after Cliff? Really? Part of me does. If I'm being honest, I I do. Okay. I don't. You know, I'm like Led sure. Zeppelin did when John Bonham died. The band was over. They should have done right. that in 1986. Yeah. I I you know I I think and, and honestly, I, we've talked about this before. On on one hand, I feel. Yes. On the other hand, they've made more money since they started doing music like this than ever before. So yeah. as a career standpoint, it was the best career move they could have made. From a business sense, they made definitely made the right move. Yeah. And if I was their manager, I probably would be in full support of what they're doing right yeah. now. Um, but as a but fan... Not yeah. so much. Okay. But do you also think that, that uh, Easy Deasy would have called it quits when Bond died? Yeah. <laughs> the thing Put is, you on the spot Deasy, didn't die. Well, <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it, it's, it's interesting because ACDC didn't change, which is, uh, is interesting oh. because usually you attribute the sound of a band to the lead singer. And I think right. ACDC proved that's not always the case. All right. Good call, my friend. Good call. So, All right. yeah. So, so, yes. So if they kept on doing what they did on Monster of Puppets, it would be okay to continue with Jason? I think it would have been even with Justice, you know? I mean, I think... Justice had a little bit of a different sound. Like I mentioned before, it was a bit of a transition from Master to the Black Album. And I would have been okay with that. I mean, I, I think Justice was a, pr a really good record. Yeah. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. But I feel like that was their last good record. Even this new record, it's it's better. It's in the right direction. It's um, I, I like some of the songs on it. I might, it might be one of those records that I'd pull out from time to time and listen to, but it's still not like the old days. It still doesn't have that, that Metallica feel to it. And, and don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that bands have to keep a certain sound forever and ever and ever. I'm not saying that I, I'm, I'm not saying bands shouldn't grow and Metallica's definitely grown. And, and explore different sounds. I think Metallica back in the day had a certain vibe to them. And I feel like once the black album came out, that vibe went away, it disappeared. Yeah. And, and I, I know cliff had something to do with that, 
but I don't think it was everything. I don't think we can give Cliff the entire Metallica vibe responsibility here. I, I, I think that there was an overall attitude with Metallica that definitely changed. Yeah, of course. I think they changed when he died. Mm-hmm. I think that that's like the biggest thing that they changed as, as people, as persons when, when he died and they are trying to find themselves and, and they got lost. Because I, I think that both load and reload and, and death man- magnetic and, and uh, sanct anger, the, I, I, I really don't like those albums at all. I, I mm-hmm. try to, to get through them, but, but there is some bits and pieces here and there. But I, all, I always went to the shows because that's my Metallica right there. Seeing them crank crank it up w- w- with the, with the metal militia and and, and rival lightning and, and and creeping death and now see it's it's interesting you mentioned the shows because I think when I'm talking about the Metallica vibe I think it comes out on the shows yeah it really does right? but it yeah. doesn't on the record so much anymore no 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 but when you see them live it's a completely different fucking ball game yeah it really is it really is. So that's why I, I I kept to them as a Metallica fan. I mm-hmm. I went to the shows, uh, even though I didn't buy their their albums. I I listened to it on, on streaming services. I actually didn't buy the the, the load and reload and and, and, and from there on because I I actually didn't like them. I might have one or two on CD. I I actually don't know, but but. Going to see Metallica live, it's sort of like it's a, it's a time capsule, if you will. Mm-hmm. You can go back and you can feel the energy. And I think that they maintained themselves, if you, if you know what I mean, in the arena, in, in that comfort zone that they have as a band. And, and they still get off on that. And, and you can, if you stand there in the audience, you can, you can feel it. But it doesn't transcend to to the albums anymore for me. I, I think Hardwired is a, one of the best they've done in years. Mm-hmm. But it it's still I think that the albums that Metallica releases to this day it's it's not for me. But but yeah. still still living on and getting and gaining new audience with with younger kids going to the shows and, and seeing them live for the first time and they bought this new album. So who am I to say that, well, fuck you, kid. You should <laughs> be in there from the get-go. Who the fuck do you think you are? It's, no, it's nothing like that because I think that music brings us together mm-hmm. and, and you can see it in the shows and I think they know it too. And that's why they're so into it when, when you see the kids with the sign saying, Lars, please give me a drumstick. And, and he hurls down uh, to, to the center of the stage and, and, and walks down. And there's a 12-year-old with, with the sign going, hell freaking yeah. And he hands out and, and talks to this kid. And it's, that's what it's all about, man. Going mm-hmm. to the shows, feeling the energy. And and that's what I felt when I listened to the Black Album, even though I don't listen to it 
that much anymore. But I, I it's sort of like it was a, just a couple of days after it was released, I saw those tunes live, and they th- those songs came together, and it was a completely different ball game listening to those songs. So that's I'm keeping those memories intact in my, in my head because. It's the energy and the rawness of of it all. It all came out on 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 the stage and and in that audience. So so that's what I think Metallica is all about. Mm-hmm. And, and I think at the end of the day, those guys are still artists. You you, you look at at the latest record, how they did a video for every single song on that record by a different yeah. director, and to give it a different feel um, than having a same director do them all for the same for the all the songs and and i think that that shows you where metallica is as a band as a group of artists that they they're doing what they want to do yeah and and i think there's two schools of thought you should you do music for the fans or should you do music for yourself and hope the fans like it yeah you know but, i mean but, i hopefully yeah, it's i know both. what <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, hopefully yeah, you can yeah. do music that your fans like, but you yeah. know, these guys, they give 110% on stage. I mean, I would still, if they came to, to, to town, I'd go see them, you know, cause I, I know I've seen them a couple times. They put on a hell of a show Yeah, every time. And yeah. But, but, and as you said, speaking about the fans, look at what, what you can find on, on, on YouTube, what, what they're sharing. I mean, they got, Nowadays, in this crazy time that we're living in, they're releasing a complete show, a full show every Monday that they recorded themselves with with the cameras that go out on on the widescreens on the show. So they put all those shows together and, and they're releasing it for free. And they have done it even before this this crazy stuff that's going on right now and if you're a fan of metallica if you go to metallica.com and then you become a member you get a ton of shit for free i mean mp3s and and you got downloads for 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 shows that that you've been to and you got special clips and and you get behind the scenes i mean they give so much back to 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 the metallica community and so I think that we're sticking to this. We're sticking to this band because we get so much back as fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think that this thing they're doing every Monday, Metallica Monday, releasing a, a show, an entire full length show. It, it's just amazing. It's just awesome. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. So can we, can we agree to disagree that Metallica is only living in our memories live is that is that the is that a good way to go hey metallica will always be a legend to me i mean yeah for me the first three records are just epic and of legendary status the fourth record justice is still a really really good solid record so you know like we're talking about their shows i i think they've earned that legendary status definitely yeah yeah, I think mm-hmm. so too. But this record still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you had to say it once more. 
Okay, so with an album that feels things that sucks balls, we're ending this show right now. On that note, please check out the uh, the vinyl community over there on Instagram. He's hit us up on Sounds on Vinyl over there. And let us know what you think of this shitty record. Yeah. Do you like it? Do you not like it? What's, oh, you know, man. What your favorite oh. songs are. Oh, jeez. Okay, you get to close the show right now because I'm done. All right. <laughs> guys later. Mike's doing the, the, the mic drop. He's done. He's done. I'm no, done, seriously. Man. I mean, it, like you said, it's the conversation about the record. Let, let, let's hear what, of course. what everybody's take is on it. And with that, we'll catch you guys next week. Later. Later. This has been Sounds on Vinyl, hosted by Mike Svensson and Phil Boyer. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and follow at Sounds on Vinyl on Instagram. Sounds on Vinyl is produced by Boozehound Productions. Music by Grand Reserva. Visit soundsonvinyl.com for official merch and stuff you won't find anywhere else. <laughs>